Hello, it's July 14th, 2022, and it's 9 p.m., so grab your drink of choice and join us for the S-Rank Media Club. Just pouring my beer here. Um, so I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Scott Kudron, who has placed his, he's trying to be me. Oh, oh wait, well, how did that happen? <laughs> and, then, uh, this. and Quinn Foster. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back. The weekly podcast. Uh, today we're going to go in depth on Stranger Things season four, part two, with uh, major spoilers. So be aware of that. And then we're going to talk things like uh, physical versus digital copies of games based on some recent news articles that have come out. Um, and then some more news topics. So, uh, Quinn, how's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nothing too major. Played a lot more raft over the weekend. I think we grinded, I want to say four or five hours. Oh yeah. Raft. So we we got pretty far in the in the story now. Mm-hmm. But with how many people we're playing with, like I said, we're playing between I think like six and eight people at all times when we play. It just feels like sometimes it goes pretty slow. Like right. we, we're doing a lot of stuff, but it feels like we're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. So but it's still a lot of fun. Um, again, would recommend the game. Yeah, it seems like it would be hard to. Um, I, I, it'd be hard to, for me to even schedule six people to get together to play at the same time. But yeah, I could see that being. A... Yeah, we. I mean, a lot of us don't really do much besides game, and that's part of the <laughs> the problem, probably. But you're not supposed um... to tell people that. <laughs> it, it it is what it is. It's a lot of fun. Would recommend. So yeah. Um, other than that. Played a little Rocket League, Valorant, the usual. Mm-hmm. Trying to grind, grind ranks for Valorant. So, um, my fiance and I did watch the Sea Beast last night, which was getting a little bit of hype. Um, I saw kind of on social media in the news. What is the Sea Beast? Um, so it's an animated film um, from Netflix. Okay. Um, I saw. I was listening to someone talk about it. He said it's kind of like. Um, How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, I've never seen that either. So, which That's is a good movie. How to Train Your Dragon is a really good movie. Good score. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got good music and it's it's really well done. Really good, you know, animation and really good story. Um, definitely would recommend. It's, gotcha. You know, it's it's it won't surprise you too much with you know mm-hmm. the plot and stuff like that. But it's a you know it's a it's a pretty good movie. So, um, you know, something you can throw on. It's not too long. I think it's a little under two hours. So, gotcha. Um, yeah, I guess I could give it a ranking right now. Could I? Couldn't I? Yeah, yeah. Rank I'd it. probably, I'd probably give it an A. An A. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's a solid. It's, it's a solid movie. That's it's a probably, valid. That's that's a great movie. We're giving it's an A. This is a yeah. real deal. Yeah, I mean, just off the reviews as well, and mm-hmm. I don't want to give you know more credence to other reviewers but i kind of agree with them um that it's probably one of the best animated films of this year which a lot of people are saying so um i haven't watched too many other animated films but i can see you know why why they would rank it that high so it's kind Mm. of a surprise coming from netflix you know they're not known for their animation but well, some of the recent animations been popular, I think. I mean, the Castlevania series they did was um, got a lot of That's good true. feedback. That's um, because it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> there you um, go. 
Yeah, so I guess if you like it that much, I'll I'll put it on my watch list here. Yeah, I'll I'll watch that next week. Yeah, um, I mean it's not going anywhere, so but but yeah, would recommend. And then finally, we had mentioned the Rumbleverse play test that was supposed to take place over the weekend. Didn't mm-hmm. have a chance to to get on that. My fiance's P- PC like shit itself and. It couldn't boot up, so we were spent a lot of time on Saturday figuring figuring that out. So um, didn't get to that, but I did get an email about the release date. Yeah, like August 11th was it? I got that same email. Yep, where it said August 11th. Yeah, free to play. So that's less than a month away. So I I don't know if this was their plan all along. They're just like, all right, let's just say it's. Maybe. I mean, it seems like they got very positive feedback and yeah, that's that they're kind of like, well, the game kind of works how it is. We don't really need to tweak too many other things and we can release the game free to play. So mm-hmm. it'll be exciting to see, you know, how, how they do. But other than that, that's kind of how my week went. Yeah. Kudra, what have you been up to? Uh, so this week, I uh, a few things, actually. Uh, first thing, uh, I did this week. I, I went out to actually go watch uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, mm-hmm. I've got to be honest, I'm pretty disappointed <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> Just all around bad, or it's it's pretty bad. It it has some good scenes to it, and uh-huh. but like everything that deserves an appropriate level of drama gets undercut by a really unfunny joke. Uh. There are some issues and some messiness with the plot. Uh, there are just some things about it that just don't make a ton of sense when I thought about it a little bit more. I was actually having a discussion about it today with another guy, with another buddy of mine who went out and saw it. And and yeah, it's... I mean, without getting too much into spoilers, I can't recommend it, which was really disappointing uh, because it's basically from the same guys who did uh, Thor Ragnarok, effectively the same cast. It actually had me doubting if I remembered that movie being as good as it was. So I actually rewatched that this week. And yeah, Thor Ragnarok was still a really good movie. But I don't know what happened with Thor Love and Thunder. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's what I would have expected. I could have told you it wasn't going to be good. I, I, to be fair, you don't really like superhero <laughs> movies in general. So. Well, it's not that I don't like superhero movies. It's that most of the superhero movies are bad. It's not me. It's them. I mean, I suppose. I, I don't know if I would say most of them. I can usually derive entertainment from a yeah. lot of them. Sure. But yeah, it's just. But this one, though, just not as much. Like I even caught myself like checking the time in the middle of it, which is just never <laughs> a good sign. So did, did you want to uh did you want to rank it or not? Uh yeah, I'll I'll rank it. It's it's probably a D. Wow. Wow. It's as it's 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 really disappointing. But then it's like conversely like watching Thor Ragnarok, as I said, which I did just because I started to not be sure if it was any good. Mm-hmm. I would I, I'd probably give that one like a B plus or an A. So mm-hmm. The mere fact that the same cast just did these two completely move did these two movies of complete differing quality just baffles yeah. me. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I remember Ragnarok was was very well done with the, the style that they're going for, at least, and I assumed that the, you know this one would would be similar, but it doesn't sound like it really worked. So, 
It didn't. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, Quinn, have you seen Love and Thunder yet? No, no. Um, I haven't. I don't know if I'm going to anymore or want to anymore <laughs> after <laughs> after what you said. But I do know it. It it did very well at the box office, though. So they yeah. they're making a lot of money on it, which I guess is a. a plus but well they're always making my I, I would have to watch all the other thor movies first i don't i don't think i've seen any of them so i mean honestly at this point i probably at the very least i would say if you're going to watch it save your money wait for it to stream on disney plus oh yeah i was going to yeah i i would not go see it in theaters god's way ahead <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, uh, because uh, let me see here, because uh, the second season to the anime is coming out, I think it actually the first episode dropped today. I've actually been rewatching an anime called uh, "The Devil Is a Part Timer." Okay, which has been pretty. I didn't. I haven't seen the anime in years, so I didn't remember a lot about it. But it's still mm. it's still pretty entertaining. Uh, just to kind of give like a general synopsis, it's been out for years, so. Mm. Uh, basically what ends up happening is like, uh, you end up, you kind of start off in this, uh, fantasy world where this, uh, demon Lord is attempting to take over the, uh, like all the continent effectively, all the okay. lands, yeah. but he ends up getting defeated by, uh, by heroes. And so he ends up fleeing into, you know, taking a portal and going into another reality, which just so happens to be ours. And so now you have this dude who's like completely out of his depth, uh, accommodating, uh, like trying to figure out like how to live in this reality mm -hmm. uh while uh it you know the spoiler alert like you know he basically ends up the reason for the the reason for the name of the anime the devil is a part-timer he ends up working at a uh basically a a mcdonald's part-time and so okay. he's sitting here sitting here just doing the daily grind while he's also trying to navigate all the messiness that kind of keeps coming his way uh from uh his lingering time that he spent in said fantasy reality i think they call it ente isla i i'm not sure i have any idea what okay yeah all right so based on what based on the confused look on your face i i don't feel like i did not do a good job of explaining the premise i don't i don't know if there's a good way if all the things you said are true <laughs> i i can say that i have heard of it though and that it, i've heard good things about it so it is it is it's really entertaining for for what it is interesting gotcha. i haven't i haven't finished rewatching it yet though i think i'm like on episode 10 uh, the first season was 12 episodes i actually don't know how many episodes the uh the second season is going to be because it's like the second season the first anime has been out for eight years mm. at least oh, and okay. its second season is just now getting getting released hmm interesting maybe one of those those fan driven releases it very well might have been because i i would never have thought it would have gotten a second season after this length of time hmm. gotcha all right interesting um so over the past week i kind of have been playing a little bit of nes um through the switch online um so i started playing metroid since we had been playing um hollow knight i figured i'd go back to some earlier times of uh metroidvanias um and 
I don't know, man. I don't know about Metroid on the NES. Like, I I get it. I get some of the stuff it does, but Jesus, there's no map, and like, oh, it's 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 so it can be so frustrating. It took you okay in Metroid on the NES the red doors. You have to shoot missiles at them. Five missiles. Took me a while to figure that out. I was like, I can't get through any of the red doors. Where the fuck do I go? You got to shoot missiles at the red doors. Um, yeah, they don't. They I, don't tell you that. No, they don't tell you anything. And there's no map, um, so I was just lost. I ended up. I'm like, okay, I, I started using a map, and that mm-hmm. helped. But uh, like, I, you know, it's it's an NES game. The controls and the way like the enemies don't load until they're like on your screen gets kind of like annoying in some ways. Um, I, I kind of bounced off of it a little bit, I would say. It felt like there's a lot of things where you just have to, like, it feels like you don't have a lot of tools to deal with the stuff that's coming at you, and you just have to find creative ways to try and, like, jump around it. Um, and I just ended up getting hit a lot. And it wasn't, the controls didn't make me feel as good as like newer metroidvanias do so i I, after i got i don't know i played for like an hour or two and then kind of stopped playing i don't know if i'll go back to it i i'm not sure um but i will say if i don't go back to it i give it a c okay i give it a c if uh, d plus i give it a d plus if i don't go back yeah okay sounds like you did it in reverse you should have played uh yeah. Metroid first and then Hollow Knight and then maybe your Hollow Knight score would have uh, greatly increased. Or I would have played Metroid first <laughs> and just said I'm not playing Hollow Knight. <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah, so I, maybe I'll go back to it, but playing Metroid in modern day, uh, it's it can really be a drag. Um, and I was also playing, because I was already on the uh, Switch Online, I was playing Wrecking Crew for the NES. And that's where you play as Mario and you have a hammer and each level is like, think of like a Donkey Kong kind of level with like ladders and um, beams that you can walk across. But you have to destroy all of these things that kind of look like computer servers. And then you have to destroy those and walls and you have to destroy all of them in the entire level. And then you get to the next level once everything's destroyed. And it's kind of a cool little puzzle puzzle type game. And like you can you can essentially get in these situations where you can't win. Because you, you have to destroy all the ladders. So if you destroy a ladder that you needed to get up to somewhere, you've just lost the level. <laughs> um, and then it was it was cool. And then, then fucking this Wario guy shows up. Um, I don't think Wario existed at the time. So it wasn't Wario, but it was like this other guy who showed up on like the inside of the screen. And he would follow you around and try and knock you off the beams. Hmm. And that... <laughs> so i i kind of had fun playing it um and like i don't know it'd be like a fun game to like play on a phone i feel like i i think there's more games that have kind of taken from what that was um but i give wrecking crew for the nes a c at this point um will i go back and play it i don't know i could play it again i don't know if i will but it's it's an interesting little puzzle game available switch online um then the other thing from this week i uh saw today uh thanks wario 64 on twitter for posting this um there is uh the video game stray that's coming out i think in like 
Tuesday yeah, next week. Yeah. July 19th. Um, we'll talk about, so stray is like a game where you play as a stray cat and it's from Annapurna, uh, the studio. And, um, you play as a stray cat and I, there's like story and you have like cat abilities. So it seems like an adventure game, I guess I would say. And you play as a cat and I don't know what kind of cat abilities you have, but it looks kind of interesting and I'd seen it before. But today what was posted was a uh, collaboration between the game and travel cat backpack, which is like um, a, a backpack that's got like a little, a window in it for your cat to stick their head in and look around. And then it's got kind of uh, pockets on the side for them to breathe out of and have air come through. But it's this giant backpack for your cat. And um, me and my wife had been talking about for like at least a year about we should get like one of these backpacks for our cat. So it's just been kind of something we had talked about before. And then today I saw this. It's it's a it's a special edition stray version of their cat backpack and i'm like okay this is this is it i'm getting this backpack so I yeah i immediately bought it <laughs> this is the sign that i need to buy this so i will have one of those here whenever they ship out i think sometime next month but i, I just thought that was an interesting collaboration and it's it's a uh, it's got a cool like it's gray and pink and yellow and like neon colors so i had to have it um That's smart marketing yeah good partnership yeah, I think it's like a cyberpunk type of right. environment. Right, some kind of neon. Futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Anyways. I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I, I might try it. I'm not sure. Try, yeah. I did I did get a little roasted from my friends when I mentioned it, but. I don't know I why. it could be fun. I, I've you? seen a lot about it on like social media. And it are seems these like the same? Nice... These are the same friends who played Fortnite? No, no. Oh, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you can play Fortnite, then roast other people about the game. Uh, no, no, no. Not um, that there's anything wrong with Fortnite. Right. Don't want to <laughs> alienate any of our audience. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll yeah. see, I guess. So, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, we'll move on to our weekly group media experience. So, over the past week, uh, well, I guess the last two weeks, we've been watching Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2. And uh, we're now here to in-depth discuss all of Season 4 Part 2. Um, so, and before, we made a couple of predictions two weeks ago. We made we predicted who would die in Season 4 Part 2. And I believe you guys took the safe pick of Eddie, and I picked Max. Right. So. Yep. <laughs> and it turns out we were both right. You were really, really close, Colton. Oh no, I was right. She died. <laughs> she did die. Well, technically. technically, yes. Technically, yes. I'll take that as a win. Um. um yeah. So I guess we can just kind of walk through the whole, um, all the events here. So beginning of season four, part two, it kind of opens up with four four separate uh, stories going on. Um, you have Eleven, who is with uh, Brenner and Dr. Owens, and um, she's trying to get her powers back. You have Hopper, Joyce, and Murray, who are in the USSR, and they're escaping at the beginning. Had they already escaped? They're, they're, they're inside the prison at the beginning, right? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, I think God. they had escaped, and they were working on 
on the helicopter, I thought, right? They okay, made yeah. it out. They, they escaped the sewer. part one and then in part two, they're yeah. outside of it. Okay, yep. And then uh -huh. um, Will, Mike, and John are driving through the desert looking for Eleven. And Argyle. And, oh, Argyle, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have uh, the, the, ch the children's squad who's uh, trying to uh, go hunt Vecna down or stop Vecna from... They're trying to deal with Vecna on their own. Right. Um, Come up so, with a plan. Yeah. So I guess if we start with Eleven. So Eleven's trying to get her powers back. And um, you see her talking with Brenner. And uh, she, she like, is seeing visions of her friends in trouble. Right? So then Brenner says, you're not ready to leave. And then Eleven wants to go help her friends. And... This might remind you of another movie uh, where Luke Skywalker sees visions of Han and Leia in trouble and Yoda tells him not to leave his training and he tries to he leaves his training. Except in this case, Brenner stops Levin from leaving her training and then, well, he puts that collar on her. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the army shows up and then the the. Brenner escapes with Eleven, carrying Eleven out, but then Brenner gets sniped, and then Eleven blows up some military people. Um, but the only reason that she doesn't get shot, right, is because um, Mike yeah, and the van roll in, in the van, and the, it throws the sniper off because there's some civilians on site, so it, it um, sways the sniper, and then Eleven yeah. kind of is able to escape and then wreak havoc with her abilities. Well, actually, right. I believe it. Actually, if I remember correctly, about like they even said it's like civilians don't matter. Just continue to shoot her. But then she brought down the helicopter with her powers. So, right, it like caused the sniper to hesitate Quick because distra distraction. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I, I liked this storyline. Um, I, I I think it turned out pretty cool. Like Doctor Owens is now like kind of on in contention with Brenner, um, and. <clears throat> Uh, Brenner kind of appears to be maybe reformed, but then like, of course he goes back to his old ways eventually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we see the same Brenner come out. And then, um, you know, in the end, Brenner goes through his whole thing about like, no, I do care about you. They have their whole blow up and Brenner's arguing that it's not that he doesn't care about them. He's trying to make things better and he's trying to help them. Um, and then I think Dr. Owens becomes an even better character here. I'd agree. He's definitely the most uh, noble of the scientists that we've seen because Brenner, I mean, he's even at the end, like he's still just not a good person. Yeah. Right. He has no uh, regard for anything outside of what he's trying to do. He's very focused on what he wants and not how it's, you know, not how it's affecting other people and, and, Eleven really wakes up to that. I mean, she she blows up on him right right before um, yep, he sticks her with the syringe. And Doctor Doctor mm -hmm. Owens is still alive, correct? Like he was just captured by the military people. So correct. going into yeah. season five, he's still alive, so he could become a character again. <laughs> right. I think he's going to play probably a big role with you know with how it ended and how right. the two mm -hmm. worlds are kind of connected now. So. Oh, does he have to team up with the military guy now? 
<clears throat> I'm not sure. It'll be interesting because the whole premise of the mili- military, I'm, was his name Russell, I think? Uh, yeah, the guy. Honestly. Yeah, the, the black guy with the cool sunglasses who just like right. walks around and he's like, get him. <laughs> right. And the whole premise, his premise is like, they think Eleven is, is doing all this shit. So they're trying to get her. But I wonder if if what happens changes their goal, right? Because I don't know if right. it proves that she didn't do it or, or what they're going to think, but maybe we'll see some, some teaming up with them or are they going to continue to run from um, Russell, General Russell? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I'd imagine that season five's not going to have them running from the military again. I feel like they kind of did that all in like, I don't, it would seem weird to drag that out further. It seems like they'd have to come to a reconciliation because we've already had all of them being chased by military. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that, so as you said, what throws off the sniper is um, the surfer boy pizza van rolling up. So that's where we started. <clears throat> Excuse me. With a, uh, um, Will, Mike, John, and Argyle. Um, they're driving around looking for Eleven, and they have coordinates for Nina. Correct. That's what the, that's they get. They had the yep. coordinates from the uh, the, the sensory deprivation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, well, that's what, the Asian yeah, that got N- shot. Yeah. That's what Nina yeah. was. Yeah. So they're looking right. around for that, and um, eventually, when they stop and look, Argyle finds tire tracks from like big vehicles and he's like hey we need to follow these and that's what leads them there and um i i think that's a, that's about all they do up to that point in the story correct yeah they're just driving around they're i mean i think they there's some strife there's a little bit of i think character development between will and uh mike mm-hmm. oh that's true but other than that i think that's about it up to that point yeah, and then um, so they find Eleven, and then once they have Eleven, they Eleven's goal previously was she ne- she saw visions of them in trouble in Hawkins, so she needs to get to Hawkins, and they have the realization that they cannot get to Hawkins in that time, like they won't be there in time. So All their right. solution is to come up with it. Er, Eleven says, "Get me in a sensory deprivation tank, and I can invade her mind just like she had done before with other people." So right. then they go to a, another surfer boy pizza to get bags of salt. And I love that the guy at the surfer boy pizza is like another, like acting like he's mega high, just like, and it's like, I just love the idea that they're all just that character. Every surfer boy pizza. That's what happens <laughs> when you go there. Um, right. I like how Argyle knew there was a surfer boy pizza nearby as well. And he's like, bro, yeah. I got this. Right. Very dedicated yeah. to the company. How the hell would he know that? He's, he's you see his van, man. He's decked right. out. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go and um, they're eating pizza there, and he brings them pineapple pizza, which right. is disgusting. So I don't know why they did that. So well, uh, let's uh, let's rank pineapple pizza right now. Um. I'll start pineapple pizza. E. Oh, yeah. Not an F, but an E. I give pineapple pizza. Wait, just pineapple, no ham. So like not Hawaiian. No, uh, uh, any pizza, pizza, pineapples on pizza is the. 
pineapples the, on pizza. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so it feels like we're ranking pineapples contribution to pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're not, I'm not ranking okay. pineapple. I'm ranking pineapple on pizza. On pizza. Okay. Yeah, but this, that's yes. Okay. Uh, I'll probably give it a C plus. Okay. Pretty average. I think it's, you know, I think it's enjoyable, but it's not something that I always look for on my pizza. So, okay. so you're, gonna be, you're gonna be nice about it, even though you don't like it. It sounds like <laughs> it's I mean, I I like it, but it's not something that I would cho- usually choose. Uh, you realize this conversation starting a starting a war in the comment section, uh, <laughs> but uh, if I was, you know, I feel like if I was just ranking pineapple by itself, I would put it a C plus. But uh, on pizza, it's an F. Oh, it's an app. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Nope. I'm um, sorry. Salty, del- salty, delicious pizza does not deserve sweet, juicy fruit. No. Okay. So no. when you guys went to uh, Zap Zone for a birthday party, they didn't have a uh, Hawaiian style pizza. Is that like a thing they do at Zap Zone? I think I've only I been. Just, in, I, in I just remember party. always going to the Zap Zone birthday parties and it was always pepperoni, cheese and and uh, Hawaiian. Like that was always the like the three pizza types. Oh well, you got pepperoni and cheese. Those are both great. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't need to. I was just curious. I, I was just curious, like age wise, like that was like a very common like pizza flavor for like birthday parties and stuff like that. Really? In my no, yeah, in my I childhood. Don't, I don't remember seeing it as at like birthday parties. No. Okay. No. But I I don't know. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Back to the main story. Back to the main <laughs> story. So, you know, they ate pizza, Eleven and Mike Bond, and then uh, Will and Jonathan Bond, and then they got their tank of water. So then Eleven's going in the tank to uh, go search out um, the mind of Max. So... Then we have the children's squad, who this is all kind of revolving around. So we have one other group of people, and that is our main character, Hopper, along with Joyce and Murray and uh, the two Russians. So let's 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 get back to this Hopper being the main character thing here for a second. So, OK, when when Joyce finds Hopper, she says. He, she, we had a funeral, and then she said, did anyone show up? And she says, you are the hero of Hawkins. Hero of Hawkins? Main character. I'm just going to point out one thing. I don't know how you can make this argument <laughs> when Hopper has been divorced from literally everything else that's been happening this entire season. No, they had – see, they need – no, he's been doing all the important stuff. Like, he needed to fight the hive mind there – to in order to help them back in Hawkins. He's kind of like the main character being cat. This is like uh, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you're a little unsure there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, but forget that. So <laughs> listen, he's he I mean, think about this, okay? Hopper's in they're they're in the uh the prison and then they leave the prison and then they're going back to the prison. Hopper's like, we gotta go back to the prison because Joyce wants to go and we gotta disrupt the um the hive mind of the demogorgon and his friends there at the prison. 
So right. they go back to the prison. You get some badass scenes of like Hopper looking at the prison, like about to fuck this place up. That's what he, that's what you can see in his eyes when he's going back before he gets down into the tunnel. Quick thing. Yeah. I don't recall why they decide to go back to the, the prison. Because, like what makes them turn around? Because they have so, no idea what's going on in Hawkins, right? No, they do because I know they figure out there's that's a good question. Oh, they make a call. Remember they have the oh, uh, right. they have the Russian guy make a call and then they get the call back. And then they figure out, I figure out what they said on the call, but either way, they figure out that something's going on and they need, and then Joy says, oh, we need to get in there. And, and cause they saw that black mist or like, we need to disrupt right. that because of the way the thing functions as a, a central kind of a mind. Right. So that, that's what makes them go back, Okay, you know, and then they go back and, you know, Hopper's talking again, Hopper main character says, I'm going to die someday, but not today. Now, that's that's the main character line if I've ever heard one. Then then he goes and he says, I'll be the bait. That's classic main character thing is to be the bait. He's like, no, I'll be the one to take the risk and get out there. Then he fights a Demogorgon with a sword and wins. Do you remember that scene? He I mean, do be, he does do be fair. Wins. He was fried that, with a, <laughs> a flamethrower by Murray. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, he got some. He got a serious assist right there. I don't know. He he cut up a demogorgon with a sword. That's what I. He remember. did very. He did do very well, like yeah. hand to hand, or I guess weapon to hand. Like he, yeah, he he did fight it very well. It was a good scene. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of their whole thing. That and while they're doing that, so obviously with the flamethrower, Murray does a flamethrower, and they're they're kicking the shit out of a bunch of the demogorgons there, which is then hurting Vecna back in Hawkins. Yeah, because right. that's what frees uh, Robin, uh, Steve, and right. uh, Nancy from the uh, the vines right. when they were so, entwined in the house. And Eddie. And so Eddie. The, the oh, other no, th- Eddie. No, Eddie was... Uh, he was still alive, but he was getting like kind of chomped up by the, the bat things. Birds, but, yeah. but he was still technically alive, I think, when they fell, because um, mm-hmm. Dustin was kind of struggling right. to get over there. Yeah, yep. he was. So then those three stories kind of all surround our main thing back in Hawkins where um, that opens up with Vecna showing Nancy visions of the future. And there's four gates across Hawkins that are connecting together and ripping open the, the like space between the dimensions. So with that, the they all discuss and talk about and they're like, we need to do something to stop Vecna. That's where that all comes from. Um. And right, because they, they need to kill four people. Right, yeah, and four, three people have already been killed. Right, so yeah. the fourth person will open up all four gates, which will rip open the. Yeah, I don't know the space time continuum. I don't right, know the, the dimensional the, rift. Yeah, it rips. It opens the gates between the dimensions. Right. So they go to a, a like a gun store or like a store that sells, and they're buying guns and. I don't know about gun laws in Indiana in the 1980s. Uh, could teenagers just go buy guns then? Because the the bat, what's the basketball captain's name? Him and Nancy, they're both there buying guns, and they just do it, and there's no issue. So I don't know if that's what Indiana gun laws were in the 80s, but um, yeah, you, the, the teenagers just went and bought guns. Um, well, I mean, I don't necessarily know. I feel like I would 
because the the basketball captain, his, yeah. uh, I mean, he's technically still a high schooler. Nancy, on the other hand, like she would be eighteen oh, and graduated. Right. Is so, she eighteen by the show? Okay, yeah, I guess she is eighteen. She would she? have to be because I mean, she graduated. Oh. Her and Jonathan both graduated high school. You're and right. They've already been like working for uh, the Hawkins newspaper. You're right, but but the the basketball captain, um, Jason. Yeah, Jason. Sorry, Jason is able to buy a gun, and I wondered about that when I was watching. I'm like, wait, can he just go buy a gun as a teenager? I don't think they would have made it such a big thing if they could, if it wasn't like historically accurate or if like there wasn't a good yeah. reasoning for it. Cause it was, right. it was a pretty big like section of, mm-hmm. of the story, right? That's the only way they have weapons to, to even start the fight. So, right. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think yeah. it's that big of a thing. I haven't researched it, but so it's definitely a good question. Yeah. Then they, they, then after they have all this equipment, they're going to put their plan into action. And their plan is Max is going to draw Vecna by turning off her song. And so she's trying to draw him out. Um, Dustin and Eddie are going to pull the bats away. And then Nancy, Robin and Steve are going to go after Vecna. So then this kind of sets up your, you know, your final act here. And, then you get into the thing where Max is trying to pull Vecna out and you get into her whole scene where she goes through her, her guilt, I guess is what you see. Um, mm-hmm. And then when she, uh, once she pulls it, pulls Vecna out, then you see Dustin and Eddie going to distract the bats. And then you get this scene of Eddie doing a uh, master of puppets with uh you know everything kinds of is unfolding where max is being chased by vecna and he's playing master of puppets to distract all the bats and i thought this scene was pretty cool um Mm -hmm. we we had talked about last week watching free guy where free guy i felt like the music was very like just kind of thrown in there and like let's put this music in there for like a uh, a uh, you know like a little beat like a little punchline we're gonna play this music i feel like the way stranger things did the music in this i like the i feel like it, it's appropriate and it kind of works and like i i have to wonder if uh the people making this made like uh dragon ball z fmvs back in the 2000s because <laughs> that's that's basically what they were doing they're like all right well they probably watched like a vegeta in the end by lincoln park fmv and that's what inspired them. Like, okay, but he's going to play Metallica and then other cool shit's going to happen. But I, I thought that scene was awesome. Um, I really like it's, it's appropriate. This is Metallica. This is the eighties. This is like, I liked the way all that kind of worked out. Um, right. It was very well done. That's yeah, what that, I thought. Master of puppets. Very appropriate song. Yeah, right. Really oh, I may have, I may have also accepted Enter Sandman though. <laughs> I I think Enter the Sandman. Yeah, Enter the Sandman is probably a little too slow though. Oh uh, yeah, start, the start yeah. is too yeah. slow. Yeah. Right? Now, now that you mentioned that, yeah, yeah, I can yeah, definitely it, see that. It's just the 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 pace of that song is kind of a little slower. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think overall the way they use the Kate Bush song too as kind of like the right. mantra song of the of the season, you know, yeah. they obviously know what they're doing with, with their um, scoring. So, yeah, I think uh-huh. that the music use overall was very good and the right. way they, they put in the music tracks I thought was awesome. And I thought the mixing uh-huh. on all that with the scenes was great. Mm-hmm. Like that was amazing. Um, yeah. So anyways, 
while they're um, distracting the bats and uh, Max is pulling Vecna out, the basketball bros arrive to the Creole house where the children's squad is. And um, then it sets up a thing where um, Jason confronts um, um, what's her name? Lucas. I forget her name. Yeah. Oh. Well, Jason, sorry. Yeah. But the other basketball guy confronts. Um, oh yeah. His sister. Oh, wow. So oh, they God. can't Erica, Erica, right? Erica. Yeah. So they can't yeah, effectively, clear, yeah. they can't effectively signal when they need to. And then Jason's in the house, like trying to talk to um, Lucas and, you know, stop with this witchcraft. What are you doing to her? Mm-hmm. So they have their whole argument. And, Obviously, Jason doesn't believe him. He's like, "What? What are you talking about?" Like, he just had, <laughs> which, you know, Satanism, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so then after this, basically, Vecna gets a hold of Max because they they haven't got to him yet, um, and then Vecna is basically. He's he's captured. Eleven comes there to try and fight off Vecna, but uh, Vecna essentially captures Eleven and Max inside the Upside Down inside the Creel House, and then um, Vecna is basically going through with like killing Max. And um, during that time, you see um, Eleven is talking to. Uh, Mike and they have their whole like moment of like, oh, I love you. So then Eleven gets, you know, the power of love to help her. So she then. Did I miss something? Did I skipped over. Something? I was going to say Mike. Mike only got his will, his heart from or his heart from oh, Will. Because Will was right. like, oh, like you're like the, you're the heart. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. yep. <laughs> so, so like Will is like the one that's like, oh, Mike, you got to you got to do something for the group here. Like you got to give her some confidence. Right. Like you got to move us along. Right. So then she 11, like, you know, goes super Saiyan and um, she breaks out of her chains and then she, you know, attacks Vecna um, to help free Max. But um, what happens then is she ends up having a long conversation with Vecna and we, we get into the whole thing of Vecna going through his whole, um, you know, how he got here, how he was sent into this world and then how he like found essentially how he found the mind flayer is what it leads to. Yep. Um, and then Vecna kind of gives a cryptic in a way like he says, you think you've won, but this is only the beginning of the end. Um, and then, uh, they like, they go through and inside the house, the, the, they're throwing firebomb, fire Molotov cocktails at Vecna and then 11, they also, I don't know if this all lines up. Are we to believe that this all lines up at the same time with them throwing firebombs at Vecna inside the Creole house, the, uh, mind flare, not the mind flare, the demigorgons in Russia being kind of burned up and destroyed and 11 fighting with Vecna. It, it's- um, I think it goes because Nancy, Robin and Steve were all trying to get up to the attic. They got yeah. everybody was kind of in a bad place, right? Until mm-hmm. what happened in Russia happened. Right. So what happened in Russia was like the key thing. The, so like right. what Hopper did was probably actually the key uh, thing. Right? I don't know, man. 
my god <laughs> how many beers you've had <laughs> um, but they free everybody and then that allows um everything kind of start up how it was supposed to happen right so. and I think for a moment there, it's kind of like silent, right? I feel like in the show, there's like a 10 second, almost silence. And then Max stops talking. And then the, the once Max stops talking, it's assumed that she dies. And then the clocks start dinging and then it uh-huh. starts ripping open the ground. Right. And then 11, you know, decides I'm going to resurrect Max, which that's so then Max is mm-hmm. resurrected, but she is she can't see and she's, she's in a really bad state. So she's it's paralyzed. Un- yeah. It's unclear where she's going to go from there. But I, so through all this, the, the emotional kind of payoff of the 11 and Mike thing, it was, I wasn't as in on that one, but like the Eddie and Dustin scene and the uh, Lucas scene, I thought those were really good. I thought we, we got some really good emotional payoff for the season at the end here. I, I did yeah. think I, I did like all those. I thought that was really good. I thought it was I thought the build up to all of it was really good. I, I appreciated all the the intricacy of the planet, the plans that were happening. And I think for the most part, I it worked for me. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, it, I I'm super interested to see where it goes. Like, I didn't think it was bad at all. I thought it was great. Right. Yeah, I think Lucas and Max like relationship where they built it up. Because the whole reason they were able to do it was because Max had the idea, oh, I'm going to essentially sacrifice myself to lure Vecna out. And mm-hmm. obviously everybody's like, no, you can't do that. But uh-huh. right. they, they really left with no other option. And yeah. you know, Lucas and there's that scene, I think they're in the back of the RV and they're mm-hmm. like talking about it and stuff like that. And so that, right. you know, that does very well. Um, together with, like you said, with the, the emotion that Lucas has when when Max gets lifted up and the inevitable happens and mm. um, and stuff like that. So I think it was very well done. Very good acting on. I don't know who who plays at Lucas, but that was great. Yeah, I, I thought uh-huh. I thought overall the acting was good. I didn't I really thought most of the acting in a lot of these scenes was pretty good. There was a lot of scenes where people had to, we had a lot of emotional kind of payoffs here in this part, too. And I thought all of them I was pretty happy with. I thought it was really well done. Um, I, I would question the whole, it seemed like killing Eddie was like, they were, they were killing Eddie because Eddie's like, he's like <laughs> literally about to climb out and he would have no idea that they need more time or anything. I don't. And then he's like, Oh wait, no, I'm going to go buy more time. And then he just goes and rides his bike back through the bats. Like, right. and then it gets to the scene where Eddie, Eddie's there and Eddie says, or not, he doesn't say, but it goes back into his mind about him like running away. And I would argue this is a time he should run away. I don't, I don't see why you go and do battle with you know a hundred demon bats. Well, I actually think there was a couple things of logic there because okay. one, I mean, if if he hadn't gotten, if he hadn't distracted the bats, the uh, I mean, the bats still would have potentially been able to attack Dustin. Furthermore, like they would have been able because the portal was still open. They potentially could have even gotten into uh, into the trailer park. So, but wasn't the portal open before? I don't think the bats are trying to go through the portal because the portals were open and the bats didn't go through them. So I was, right. I wasn't. It, the whole Eddie thing was like they were like determined to kill Eddie. Like it just felt like it felt like they re- they forced a little bit the Eddie kill. 
Right. Um, I think there's some logic to there where, you know, we saw Steve kind of happen. It happened the same thing to Steve, right? Like there was, I like was like, wasn't that like, what? yeah, him. not like a hundred. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, when Eddie was getting beaten up, there was only like five on him, but yeah. Yeah. They were really trying to for, I mean, I think I saw it from a thousand yeah, miles away. They foreshadowed it like three times. <laughs> right. It was, that was the one scene that I was kind of like, okay, like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch this. Like, I, I know what's happening, you know, with, with Dustin kind of limping over and like crying and, and all of that. And, right. You yeah. know, they gave him a good send off, I think. Well, I think as yeah. soon as he like wasn't coming back through, it was like, okay, well. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that was mm-hmm. one thing I was like, eh, I guess. Um, and then what about Max not being killed? I think, but, I think it's a, a good decision. Maybe not a good decision, but a good like surprise. Let's say, like I think there is reasoning because Eleven can control like electromagnetic forces. So like I think there is some logic there. It's not like oh Eleven is just like this all powerful god now that she can just restore life. Well, kind of though. Well, if she can send a, a pulse to get her heart started for the for the paramedics to get there like i I think that's yeah i guess they had to have max die in order to make like the logic of vecna's four kills work right um but if you don't have to kill max did you have to kill eddie you know like it's like if they're not in the business of killing off characters if they just want to make everyone live that's fine i'm fine everyone just let everyone live at the end but they like went out of their way. It felt like to kill Eddie, and then they went out of their way to not kill Max. Honestly, I'd agree. And, and in fact, like at that point, like I'd have been perfectly fine with them. I mean, Max is dead. I feel like that would have been a very emotional moment for all the characters to kind of process. Yeah. And I mean, because I mean, like the ending of the season was already a little bittersweet anyway, because Vecna effectively won. That's the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he. This, I mean, this yeah. is what I said. I said the season four part two is going to be the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah, v- Vecna got Vecna effectively got everything he wanted. Like he's yeah. wounded, but he's alive. The giant portals yeah. open. So, so I, I will I, remind you, Luke Skywalker in the Empire Strikes Back leaves his training like Eleven did. Then when he gets to Cloud City, he's unable to make everything right, and Darth Vader cuts his arm off. So I, I'm. I'm thinking somebody watched The Empire Strikes Back and I'm like this was a good movie. I don't remember Hopper getting his hand cut off though. So the hand the hand cutting off was them <laughs> killing Eddie. They took up. They... Oh, Eddie is. is <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the Duffer Brothers just love love making people like a character and then just getting rid of them. No, if this was if this was Game of Thrones, Max would have been dead. They probably would have just killed Lucas too for good measure. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, mean, uh, (laughs) go go ahead. I was just going to say the Duffer brothers did come out and say that Max was supposed to die. Like that was the original intent that she was supposed to stay dead. So, yeah. So Um, what made them change their mind? That's what I'm curious about. It's like, is she then not going to have a, a super major role in season five? Like how, how do you, that was, that was kind of my thought when they, when I saw that and it's like, okay, so they got her like in a coma. So like, we got too many characters. Okay. Let's put Max in a coma and have Lucas stay there with her. And then we can kind of 
siphon it down to like six. But I another thing is I thought this season did an amazing job of telling a great story with way too many characters. Like it's there's so many characters, but I thought it worked well. Like I thought it was good. I didn't I didn't mind all the characters. Um you know, I think a lot of things fail at having a lot of characters, but you look at something like Game of Thrones has a ton of characters and they they made a lot of good seasons of that. Um right. But just not I, enough good seasons of that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was I gonna thought, say, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think the way they connected all the different storylines really solidifies being able to do that. I think mm-hmm. obviously, if you don't have them connected as well as they they did, that yeah, it, it wouldn't work at all because you don't get that final payoff of all these things happening and the chain reaction across all the different story arcs between all. What, however many characters there are what 15 characters or something like that mm-hmm. um to culminate you know with the, the ending that we got and i think they did it spectacularly so mm-hmm. so um we had already rated stranger things the series up to this part uh two weeks ago so I guess we'll go through here and uh update our ratings so i had given stranger things a series an s before season four part two and um for me i I, i'd say it stayed it's you know i i liked it a lot i'm really interested to see the final season um but i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it at an s yeah i think it solidified my ranking as well um i believe i had an s yeah i had an s and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep it at s so we'll see what happens in season five yeah. So uh next here we're gonna wait, Kudrow well, didn't rank it. Oh Kudrow, sorry. I totally I'm meant... not important, right? Yeah. Yeah, go, ahead, cool. go ahead. Tell us. Uh, I mean my my ranking's an A. I I'm I'm gonna keep it an A. I could see this I'm gonna hold off until season five. I could see it moving up to an A plus or an S, but season five is the last season. I wanna see if it completely sticks that landing before i'm willing to move it up to the s rank fair um the ending is paramount that's true yeah so we're gonna uh do a new segment here that we're calling a top tier where we take something and we all draft in a snake draft um characters or or objects from said you know uh ip so what we're going to do today is we are going to draft. We're each going to draft a tier of four. We're all going to draft four characters from Stranger Things. And we're going to be competing to see who can draft the best tier. Um, and I would make a poll, but I haven't figured out how to do that in this app yet. So we'll, we'll just uh, make our tiers and you can vote for us by words. Um, Qu- so question. Yeah. Does it include dead characters? So across all seasons? I think so. I think you can pick a dead okay. character if you want. I don't know if that'd be a popular choice because they're dead. But um, yeah, so we'll do snake draft. So it'll go the first person will go second, third person will go. And then the third person is the first pick of the second round. So how do you, do you guys want to uh, Kudra? You got any uh, D20s over there? I've <laughs> I'm I was going to say, do we want to do like somewhere. a random number generator? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't have any so on go my Colton desk one, right now. Colton 1, Kudrow 2, Quinn 3. Yep. Okay, I got a random number generator. Okay. 3. 
Who's three? Okay, I'm three. You? Okay, three. And followed then do by one and two. Two. So, so three, just do three, two, one. Yep, that's what it looks like. So Quinn, Kudro, me is the order of the draft. Okay. All right. So Quinn, who would you like to take first overall in the Stranger Things draft? You know, I think I have to take the main character, Eleven. <laughs> safe option arguable all right quinn will take 11 <laughs> with the first pick overall in the draft i mean obvious choice for the first overall pick um right one of the one of the sub main characters i will say um, <laughs> in my opinion she's got the powers choice. yeah she's got the powers i Maybe he's not the main character, but in my he is the best character in my oh, opinion. Oh, Steve Harrington. I'm gonna take Steve <laughs> Harrington. I could I could take Jim Hopper. I could. Well, you know, I'm, gonna, you I'm, know a, I'm, I'm still taking Steve Harrington. You know, if you boy. took Steve Harrington, I would. If you took Hopper, I'd take Steve from you. That's. I I I know, but I, I gotta I gotta stick with my boy. <laughs> All right. Well, first in the draft for me, then third pick. I'm gonna take Jim Hopper, the main character in our hearts. Um, and then going to the second round here, I'll have the first pick in the second round. And uh, who do I want in the second round? Um, I'm going to take Nancy. Um, she can. She, she's a solid she, character. She shot Vecna. She figures a bunch of shit out. Like she's figured out shit in every season. She's one of the her between her and Hopper. This story is not going anywhere without her and Hopper. They're all dead after like season two. <laughs> it's a good you, you actually, yeah, you took, you kind of took the character I was going to take next, but uh, that's all right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep the bromance together. I'll take Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's who I was going to take. My, my, my favorite of the, uh, the younger cast. I'm not taking okay. any of the children. hate kids (laughs) useless um i guess i'm trying to i'm between two but i think i have tell me who it is so i can steal it i think i gotta go with joyce joyce okay yeah Yeah. she's very she's very passionate about everything she does like she was the crazy lady that was like, Will's still alive. Like, I got it. You right. know, I got to get my son. Like, everybody else is like, what the hell's going on with her? And, yeah. you know, same thing with Hopper. Like, she believed and, you know, everything worked out. So, uh, I got to take Joyce. All right. All right. I, I think pick. you pick again, don't you, Quinn? That is true, yeah. No, so. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm, this is tough. This is yeah, very tough. I thought you were stuck between two. That is true. I forgot. I'll go Dr. Owens. I think oh. he has a good, I think he's got a good, uh, yeah. Redemption arc going there. And I think he's got big things coming next season. So he was, he was next on my list. It's a good pick. That is a good pick. But, uh, but my, as for, uh, well, my next character, I think is a better pick. I'm going to take Murray. Come on guys. Stop taking <laughs> off. I, I was thinking about Murray too. Murray is, Murray's a great guy. He, he is my opinion, the best addition to the cast post season one. Can't believe so. you took Murray. You guys took Do- those were, Oh my gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, you, pick twi- you pick twice right Cross now. Them off. So, you know. Cross them off. <laughs> so, uh, since they're still on the board, I'm going to take back on the mind flare. Oh, wow. <laughs> Packing it, it, some power. Aren't they the same people? 
Are, are they this? Can I have them? Is that one pick? I don't Beck, know. I think, I think they're separate because, right, because one comes in and Beckman's there. So th- I'd, I'd say they're they're separate, but also together in a way. Mm-hmm. When you add in kind of the, the the hive mind, but I think I think they're they're separate. Yeah. Okay. I'll take the axis of evil then. Basically, is what I got. <laughs> oh god, that that's pretty hard then for my last pick. Like, god, who, who's left? Um, um, let's see. You got. I mean, I, mean, got, I feel like I feel like I've got the best three on my list. So this last pick know, is almost irrelevant. You know, Argyle's uh, still up there. So. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I I don't know Argyle. I could take or leave. Uh, <laughs> I guess, I mean I guess as far as main characters go I I guess Jonathan. I, I, yeah, I like that. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. I, I mean he's kind of like the I mean, he, He's no Vecna, but you know. I I feel like he's no any of the any of my previous 3, but he's on the See, board, so I got to take him at this point. Right. So I got I got four that I'm considering. I don't know if I can take <laughs> four. All right. Well, nobody yeah. else has got so we got, so we got, got a pick. Okay. Okay. It's... We'll run through them. We'll run through them and see what everybody's opinion is. So I got Bob. Okay. I, I do like Bob Newby. I don't. I think Bob's uh, a Bob's an unfortunate character. I I yeah. just he is he's Eddie. I like the idea. <laughs> I like the idea of Bob, but I feel like they treat him horribly. Like I feel like Bob's like like a stereotype that is like kind of mean i'm like let's right yeah well so i got bob i got erica I okay. think oh yeah she adds a lot most improved character right mm. uh max she's kind yeah. of focal point of of season four i think yeah like but she, she she she's got her know. issues yeah people like max i i don't know and then lucas okay you get a little bit of change out of lucas i think yeah, I know. I like I like Lucas. I like Lucas's character up to season four. Then in season four, I don't know. He's kind of boring. I I don't know. I, I actually feel fair. like Lucas had one of the better character arcs in season four. But and it's also, not, yeah, it's not that it's bad. It's just like it's obvious in a way. It's not that. It, yeah, it's just it's fine. It's just not as oh. interesting. Well, I mean, to be fair, he also got that you know really cool scene where he beat up the basketball captain. So I mean, that was uh, pretty neat. I feel yeah. like Lucas a, I feel like Lucas would be a solid pick. Yeah, but, but it's cooler when Hopper fought that demagogue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I think I'm gonna go with Erica. I think Erica's a, a good choice. She she brings a lot to the table. Um, I think the scene with where she's talking to Eddie for the first time is, is a really good scene, where she's kind of like no bullshit and like standing up for herself and and not backing down. I think. She's a really, you know, good fiery character. So I'll go with Erica. But I think uh Bob is a close second. I really like Bob. Yeah. I I like Bob. He he's probably uh I mean Eddie's definitely ranks up there, but I still feel like Bob is the the death that made me the saddest. Mm-hmm. All right, those are the like, decisions. Yeah, because you, you, there's no way you saw Bob's death coming. Like that, that scene is just heart wrenching. Yeah, I really wanted him to stick around. Uh, well, but I then just... you wouldn't get Hopper as the main character, according to Colton. So, mm. 
Um, I tried to put that in chat. Let's, uh, all right, let's, uh, so I'm putting them in chat and you can, uh, vote for whose tier you think is best. And we will crown a winner of top tier for this week. Um, any season five predictions? I don't really know what to predict, honestly. I think the one thing about season five that I find interesting is the fact that I know it's taking place over a three-year time skip when it seems like everything's kind of hit the fan, like right in the present. Oh, right. I forgot the time right. skip. Shit. Yeah. Well, I, I think the problem is they have to do a time skip because. Yeah, because all the actors are. I, yeah. I think all the actors are like 20 at least. Like I, w I was surprised that like I, Joe, Joe Keery, Steve Harrington, he's 30. Yeah, I looked a bunch of them up, and some of the child actors are not as old, but they're all, like, 18 to, like, 21. Right. So you can't, like, film it, like, now, next year, and then, like, pass them off. Right. I think I have good one good, like, prediction question is how is Hawkins, like, is Hawkins going to change? Like, is, is this, like, are these riffs going to make changes to to Hawkins in the real world, or is it going to be kind of the same? Is they going to like quarantine it off? Like what, what's the, how's the environment going to, going to change, I guess, is my question. Yeah. I, it's really hard to say with that three year skip, like with, if you're doing a three year skip, you have to have some resolution of the current situation. Right. And then say, here's what it's like now. Well, I think they, they hinted at it though. Right. Right at the end, like they had uh -huh. like it's the snow or whatever. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking that like the real world is gonna kind of morph into the under uh, the upside down more mm -hmm. so. So it's gonna kind of become like merged together where you're gonna see the same type of like tentacles coming up and, and taking hold of everything and the same kind of death type of um, environment that you see in the upside down. Mm-hmm. And you were kind of already starting to see that too, because like the ending scene, like the all the plant life up the hill was right. starting to turn and get the slime and die and such. So, oh, I didn't even notice that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so it seems yeah. like the Upside Down's already well on its way to kind of corrupting uh, our reality. Right. It'll be interesting to see if I assume it's the government that's going to take this over and kind of try and stop any overflow of the upside down as you know as far as they can but and then if that's the case though which makes sense but how do you bring back the characters into it then right that's oh. it'll be a challenge yeah i think but it'll be definitely interesting it's something that draws you back yeah so yeah i i i'm kind of i don't i don't know i really have no idea how they're going to go forward with it um, I don't have any amazing ideas. Um, if they really wanted to get too intense, but they can almost do like a post-apocalypse setting at this point. Three right, years but, later. Yeah. I don't... But it would just be Hawkins though. So it's not like they can't escape to another area. Right. Well, that's the thing though. Cause like, if it's already kind of spreading out from the, uh, the huge gate that was created in the center of Hawkins, I mean, who's to say that in three years, it isn't just going to continue to spread. Right. So are they going to like make it, set it up? Like, Oh, it's like a D and D adventure into the heart of, uh, corrupted Hawkins. It's 
a good idea. Like an elongated adventure into the the upside down Hawkins thing. I I don't know. I'm just trying to think how you could. Right, but it would it would have to be in association with the government, though, right? They wouldn't mm-hmm. try to do it by themselves, or with yeah. Them. I mean, I, 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 it's hard to tell because they the government won't let kids just go in there, right? So it's like, well, they're not they're but they're not they're essentially like eighteen year olds at that point, or like nineteen. I know. Well, they're still civilians. Yeah. They wouldn't let civilians go in there. For so maybe sure. Yeah. They so like sneak in or something like that, or I don't know. Right. I don't. I don't know. And it's not like. Uh, I don't know. It's not like an action movie. So right. how do you, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's like they're going for the big ultimate world ending event, but I feel like it's okay. Cause this is it. This is the final season. Like you can do this now. Right. Um, yeah, but they but, still have to spread it across how many episodes. And I assume they'll do a part one, part two to line up with kind of how they've been releasing stuff. I hope so. I'd be real sad if they're like, yeah, we got it all in uh, four hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, want, I, want, I want another like 12 hour adventure, but right. you know, who knows what we'll get. Um, yeah. We'll to find out. I guess we'll, we'll keep updated with, with kind of what, if we hear anything, right? Yeah. yeah I think Kudri- one of the, I think the actor for Hopper said was like uh 2024, something like that. David Harbour. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but who knows? I, I'd expect somewhere between 2024, 2025 for the release date of the final season. Gotcha. Well, um, yeah. So we will look forward to the future uh, two years from now when we get to see the final <laughs> season. Um, yeah, so with that, we'll move on to our uh, gaming and entertainment topics for the week. Um, so big story that was going around this week. Um, which has since been clarified. Um, there was a uh, Assassin's Creed game that was a notice came up saying this game will not be available to play for people, even people who had previously bought the game. Like there's games that go unlisted on Steam, but if you own the game, typically you can still download it. But this game was going to be completely removed. And even if you had bought the game, you couldn't play it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, this was, this was an Assassin's Creed game. So that's, uh, Ubisoft. Um, right. Yeah. I believe yep, yep. so. Yep. Ubisoft. Yeah. So this game was also on sale on the recent steam summer sale. Um, so they were literally just discounting <laughs> this game and then it was going to be completely unavailable to play in like three months. Look at um, all these suckers playing our game. So before we go further into that specific story, since then, Ubisoft has come out and said, oh, this was a misunderstanding. You can still download and play the game. You, it, I think it's just going to be delisted. And some of the like online multiplayer stuff wasn't going to be available. But the game was still going to be there. But this kind of ignited a debate that's existed for a long time of physical versus digital and you have strong proponents on each side some people really are into buying physical games because they say i want to buy the physical game so they can't take it away from me and they point to this as an example of you know you buy it and you don't really own it they're just going to come take it from you at some point Mm -hmm. um 
So, I mean, where do you guys fall on this? I the last physical game I bought, I think was like Diablo 3 <laughs> cuz I got like a collector's edition. Um and I haven't had a disk drive I don't know since like 2012. Um but yeah, do you guys buy physical copies at all? Or are you pretty much into digital completely? What's your I'm pretty much all digital now besides the Switch, which is more of kind of a laziness thing because I haven't gotten a third-party SD card. So when I buy a game, I just don't have the storage for it. Um, <laughs> what a so I'll buy physical games. But uh, the yeah. other time I buy, buy digital or physical games is for my Xbox. Same sort of thing as like just storage-wise. It just but, makes sense. But your Xbox One? Ah, uh, yeah, but one S. Don't you have to? Oh, one S, but don't you have to install yeah. all the games anyways? You have to install it, but it's not it's not as uh, data heavy. Oh, really? Still, I thought yeah. I thought you still had to install the full game. Not, I think it's supplemented a little bit on the disc. As well, as far as I know, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but well, um, no idea. But the last, I think the last time I bought a game was like 2015 on the Xbox. Did that wasn't digital. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a one or a Xbox Series S for a little bit. I gave it to my little brother because I really wasn't using it. I didn't play all on PC, and I had my One S, so it didn't really make sense to have a mm-hmm. Series S. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Switch is really the only console that I buy to, uh, physical games for. Otherwise, otherwise, so. mind you, the only thing you'd have to do is literally buy the <laughs> thing and put it in the Switch. There's not even any like setup or work to you. Just buy the card. Put it in the Switch, it works. That's all there is to it. Yeah, but it's Nintendo. <laughs> like, Nintendo's known for their cartridges. No, but it's you don't even have to buy it's You could go buy it. It's, it's, it's like a generic uh, open. It's right. not like no, a, I totally get it. I, I get it. Um, my only comments on, like, digital versus on, or uh, hard copy is I don't think there's any reason to get hard copies, especially for newer games, because... Most games are, you know, live updates. So it's like mm. if the company decides that they're not going to support the online servers or or whatever, it doesn't yeah. really matter if you have a digital copy. Like you still can't play the game because the the, the developer doesn't yeah. want to support it. Because you need to on most pretty much all games now, you need to be connected to the internet. Well, so for sake of argument, so we'll say online games like you're saying we'll say okay yeah those no argument there but i think you what people are gonna would want to argue further about is like a single player uh just any single player game like that's not uh required to be connected to the internet is where their argument would lead to probably mm-hmm. right but how many single player games aren't connected to the internet so I, I guess not that they can't connect to the internet, that it's not required, you know, like there's, I mean, pretty much any single player game is going to connect and have some kind of features, but there's a, there's a lot of games you can play offline. Okay. I guess the, uh, the one I'm thinking of is like Assassin's Creed, which I have sure. a physical copy of. And I don't, th- I think I'm pretty sure you still have to connect to like the Ubisoft servers to you know, do it. Sorry, dog squeaking. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're call- 
<laughs> I think what Colton's kind of talking about is like Elden Ring, for example. Like Elden Ring has online features where you can engage in co-op and, you know, you can do the invasions. You can see messages from other players. But mm -hmm. then conversely, like, you, well, you can just play the game completely offline. Right. Like you do not need an internet connection to play Elden Ring at all. That's true. I didn't think about that one. And I, point. not to say that I don't agree, like I, I have zero interest in buying any physical game. Um, I, I can't believe people still go and like switch the discs in and out of their <laughs> systems. Like what? <laughs> I, <laughs> um, yeah. it's outdated for sure. Yeah. I mean, there, there is no disc drive on my computer. So, right. mm -hmm. I mean, typically you don't, I imagine computer is by far the heaviest non-physical copy, right? More than consoles. Um, I think consoles are where you're mostly going to find people buying physical games still. I could be yeah, wrong. But, he, but even that's kind of on its way out. Like with the PS5, for example, I mean, you could buy a complete digital version or you could yeah. buy a version with the disk drive. I mean, now granted, the PS5 that I have has the disk drive in it, but it wasn't because I wanted that one. It was That's what was available. That was the one that was available. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I and I, I I get the fear of like stuff like this happening, but at the same time, like I don't feel like I want the physical copy of, you know, and and it's just kind of a thing. Like I'm gonna buy a game and I'm gonna play it, like this year. And then in three years, if something happens and I can't get it, it might be annoying. I'm not I'm not saying that it's right in all cases, but like it's not going to make me change my mind about how I'm buying games. Like, I think there should some be some like reason with it. And like, you know, I, ideally with Steam, you can download the games you own. I get that servers for multiplayer games have to shut down eventually if there's nobody playing them. Right. Um, but I. I think, you know, I hope that things will continue with Steam where they keep the games available to download. Mm -hmm. But I can't say like seeing this story like, oh, now I'm going to buy a disk drive for my computer and start playing games on disk. That that sounds miserable, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. I, you know, I I just don't have any interest. Um, but yeah. I agree with you. I mean, like even the games I have physically right now, I often think to myself, like, should I just like go to like a, a <laughs> disc place and let's like sell them off or something like that? Right. Because it's like, yeah, it's like I'm not replaying the games. They're just sitting in my closet, taking up space in a tote. So it's just like, why, why do I have these? Right. Yep. Um. Yeah. So next news topic. Uh, did you guys know that there was a green hell VR game? I, I saw that on Steam. It came out last month, but green hell in VR sounds pretty sweet. Sounds terrifying. I know. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't want to be in the Amazon jungle in VR, I don't think. Yeah, I, I might have to look up some stuff on that. But then it's just going to be like, oh, well, now I need a VR thing. I don't, I'm not going to look anything up. Actually, I lied. It's a cool thing, though. I just thought I should mention that that's cool and that exists. Yeah, um, I do want to get VR, and I think I would try it if I if I did right? buy VR. But <laughs> just all well, the different things in Green Hell, it, it would be terrifying. I mean, have you seen like the Resident Evil VR stuff? No, but I imagine that'll be scary too. I don't. I don't know if I could do it. That seems terrifying. 
in VR. Like, it's terrifying not in VR. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. What other uh, stories you guys got? Um, I got, st- there was a kind of a video about skate, like mm-hmm. a presentation. Mm-hmm. So skate four or formerly known as skate four, they clarified that now it's just skate because it's skate gonna be a, right. It's going to be a free, free to play, um, live service game that they're going to continuously update, um, which means microtransactions. So sure. I saw I saw you on Twitter. You replied to I think a gaming journalist or something like that about how uh, <laughs> skate games skate games are dead since uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. Yeah, which I, I disagree with. <laughs> but uh, yes, on Twitter I said <laughs> skate games have been dead to me as a whole since Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. And not that games past that were bad, just that literally I played a bunch of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and have been completely checked out of any skateboarding game since then. I I just I don't even have like if so in a way, like the fact that this would be free to play might be the only way that I will play it because I don't have an interest. But if it comes out and people like it a lot, maybe I would give it a shot. But I just it's just something I don't really have any interest in. Yeah, I think. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more than a skating game, though. Like, the skate franchise is, like, there. obviously, you skate around and stuff like that. But there's mm-hmm. also, like, the Hall of Meat, which is, like, you you bail and you try to break every bone in your body. Um, You fly through, like, you jump off tall thing. Like, there's, like, the fi- the physics is really the, like, the big aspect of the game that they're known for. Okay. And I think they're really trying to not only create, like, the same skateboarding type game as skate three, but also throw in some extra features and game modes that will draw people in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see what, they, what they do with that, but they really emphasize that they're, they're taking their time with it and they're not gonna, you know, rush it out. And then obviously the big thing was the microtransactions. So they did say that, you know, you're not gonna be able to pay to win, mm-hmm. um, there's no paid like sections of the map or anything like that. Cause it's like a free roam map. So sure. mm-hmm. it's all going to be like, I assume cosmetic and, and, mm. and not anything that like, you know, increases your, your skill, you know, artificial artificially increases your skill or, or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to see. And we've been waiting for kind of an update like this for a very long time. We, are you part of the skate community that replies to all the posts asking? Uh, about I never skate? did, but <laughs> I did keep I did keep track of that when that was going on since I don't even know how long. Gotcha. Um, well, yeah. I will. I mean, if it comes out, I, I will try it being free to play, but I can't promise I'll be super interested. I'm I'm very excited about it. So we'll see. Um, did you have anything, Kudrow? Uh, not really. Um, I don't know if we want to go to the to the microtransactions and vehicles. It's yeah, I of, saw that. It's kind of gaming media, right? And, Mi- like, microtransactions life. are seeping out of gaming into other things. 
Right. Um, you now have to micro microtransact the features of your car. Uh, but also, you know, this is a B. So this was with BMW and heated seats, right? BMW. Yeah. Tr- is it just heated seats or is it like a slew of features that you pay a monthly um, fee for? So as I understand it, um, I have family friends that work at Ford Motor Company. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was, I don't even know how many months ago. I think it was like six months ago. They kind of, my dad told me like, cars are going to start having essentially microtransactions. So pay for certain features. And that's coming soon um, from someone that works at Ford. And that's mm-hmm. going to happen across essentially all auto manufacturers. Sure. Um, you probably see it in the it, like luxury brands first and then it'll come. Right. And it already, we already see it in Tesla. Yeah, I don't know specifics, but but there's been some stories about people essentially jailbreaking their Teslas because Mm -hmm. the features are already there. Mm -hmm. They just don't pay for them. So like there's speed boosts and, you know, auto driving and stuff like that, where like the software, all you need is the software to be unlocked to to use it. Um, And so the story from BMW is the heated seats. You're going to be able to pay, I think, $18 a month Mm -hmm. for heated seats or $180 annually. And so it's it's the beginning of of microtransactions in cars essentially. It's gonna be you you pay I mean, you kind of already have it with like satellite radio and stuff like that too. Well, and that but I, I think so okay, from my perspective, like you have satellite radio which you pay a subscription for. Right. But with that, you're paying a subscription for a service or like you're paying a, a subscription for something that is a produced art form in a way like it is a a thing that's being worked on and created every month so you have a subscription like like i would compare like serious radio you could say that's in line with like a netflix or a game pass something that you're paying you're paying for content that's actually but then i think this is kind of the thing you get into where you're paying for things that are like hardware and it's like a thing that's like there and you're paying you're paying to unlock things yeah right Right? so i think those are the two like divergent parts of it where like right yeah i think it's gonna be interesting because when you go to buy a car right you go by and you're like oh like it has all these different features right like you Uh it has de-icing on the windshield it has heated steering wheel it has heated seats it has Mm -hmm. power seats it has power steering not power steering but the steering wheel well, it you doesn't know, can adjust here. Right. Well, all cars have power steering now, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe you un- now you have to unlock, you have to pay more for better sound, like unlock your sound system for better sound quality. I mean, the I feel like the possibilities are endless. And yeah, all I, all I guess I'm thinking is I'm not going to buy a new car anytime soon, like a brand <laughs> new car. Like it's just not going to be worth it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. And I don't know where where did the paying to unlock like things that are I'm curious where this started. Like what were the things that pioneered this? Because it's not quite like a subscription service where you're paying for content. You're actually paying for like the physical features of the thing, which it seems like you saw software lock is the only way that really works, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I see it in I think it was accelerated because of the the chip shortage as well. Mm-hmm. Like 
I know quite a few people that bought new cars that yeah. didn't have, you know, a specific chip for their heated steering wheel or like, oh, the dealership promised them, you know, once, you know, once we get it, we can install it and you'll have mm. all these different features. Mm. I also think it's a revenue issue, right? I mm. think less people are probably buying new cars. And so they're looking for a way to capitalize on any, any income stream that is possible. Right. Um, and with the new electric kind of drive, I think that's going to be a big, big, big thing, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves across each individual auto manufacturer and, and what's the same and what's the different, you know, right. different aspects of it. And yeah. Hmm. yeah. But I think the, the quality of the V like the quality of the vehicles really needs to upgrade. I think if people are going to be spending extra monthly charges for certain things, whether that's the materials or the features. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say how it's all gonna look in a couple years, but I don't know if, if if people are gonna get caught by, caught by surprise too is another thing. Like mm-hmm. people are gonna go in for buying a new car and then they're gonna sign <laughs> for the car and they're be like, oh yeah, like you have to pay an extra ten dollars a month to get your heated seats. Like they're yeah. gonna try and trick people. I just don't, I what, don't know. Just what yeah, people stuff. want more hassle at car dealers, right? <laughs> I mean, you already get like the, oh, we'll do the paint finish for the salt or, you know, all these different things that they try to sell you on and it's just going to stack on stack. And uh, I think it's going to be awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, other topics that Quinn, did you did you say something about computer hardware? Yeah. So with, with like Prime Day, I saw quite a bit of like deals on graphics cards and, and stuff like that and hard drives. And I, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I feel like there, I, I don't know too much about computers, but I know a, a little bit about computers to where like, I think I can make an educated choice on upgrading, you know, hardware within my computer. Mm-hmm. But I was just curious if you guys knew anything about like certain um, companies that you prefer in terms of graphics cards, um, data drives, all of that. Like, well, I know there's, I know the GTX is like the NVIDIA, you know, you want to go for an NVIDIA or AMD graphics card, right? Yeah. Nobody's given me ad money to say or support their product. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, keep that one in the back pocket. (laughs) No, no, it's, I won't take your ad money for, uh, computer parts as that is my, uh, area of expertise, um, computer parts. So, um, you're talking graphics cards specifically or other graphics cards, data drives, processors, Um, Um, I mean, you can graphics cards. I think most of the major producers are decent enough. Um, I don't know. I've had multiple EVGA cards um, and I've liked them. Um, I was I got an MSI 3080 Ti because that's what was available. Um, And that one's been fine. I haven't had any issues. Um, You know, I I haven't seen anything like this graphics card brand is bad. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't buy anything that's outside of like the major producers. I'd probably be like, I don't know about this. Right. <laughs> but most of like the major graphics cards, I don't think I would necessarily be afraid of. 
Um, I had a choice between Zotac and MSI when I bought my 3080Ti. The Zotac ones look a little, I don't know, maybe the, the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the build like looks a little cheaper, but I haven't seen anything to say that the functionality is bad in any way. Okay. Um, yeah. So as far as graphics cards go, I don't think so. All of them. Yeah, I've seen issues from all of them over the years of like this one right. had a bad bash here and like, but I don't, I don't know if there's any specifically I would avoid. Okay. Um, yeah. I just noticed that there's some, some decent price differences across the same model, like, you know, a 3070 TI from a different, you know, company versus right. another company. There was a decent price difference. So I was just curious if, yeah, if you guys knew anything about, quality issues or anything like that or companies to steer away from so um yeah and there's a lot of good resources on like youtube like linus tech tips gamers nexus are both great um jay's two cents is good um i don't know that they get into brands too much specifically okay um but yeah any of those graphics cards graphics cards right now is like a do you buy it because it's cheaper or is it going to get cheaper than it is currently that's a I don't know, because because with the crypto stuff, graphics cards have gotten cheaper. So it's like a debate of like, is now the time to strike? Are you worried they're going to go up again? I well, I think it's a lot of it's tied to the economic like stability or not economic stability, but the economic like situation we're in because crypto is tied to the stock market. So wh- when does the stock market hit the bottom? I think that's when crypto hits the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a bad time to buy a graphics card. Like when no, I bought I, one, I, you know, I, I think the graphics card I bought is probably $500 cheaper right now. But that's okay. I've been using it for like a year plus right. and it was, I've gotten a lot of use out of it. I'm not upset about it, but yeah, like that's, I think it's a good time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as other computer parts, um, I use a lot of Corsair stuff. Um, I like a lot of their stuff. I, um, I think there was anything else I use specifically. Uh, cases, I I need to find a better case. Um, I have a cooler master case, and it's not that it's bad. It just some of it feels kind of cheap. Um, but it also wasn't the most expensive. So I, I'm my next upgrade personally is going to be like a a really nice case. Um, okay. Cause I need something with the graphics card support. Cause as I told you guys a few weeks ago, I had to turn it on its side. Cause my graphics card was like <laughs> weighing too heavily. Well, one thing I can say for sure is we're probably never going to get uh, sponsored by those, by that company. <laughs> now, maybe, maybe they'll send me a good one. Yeah, they'll feel bad. No, I need the beer companies <laughs> to sponsor me beer of the week. Uh, we don't have a beer of the week, so I can't tell you what this is. <laughs> you'd be paid first (laughs) Uh, beer sponsorship is open um i like most beers so hit me up um yeah so i think that's all our topics for this week um we're still playing monster hunter world Uh, i'll be playing that for two more weeks uh next week our uh group media experience is going to be the movie dune um that is available on hbo max so next week we will be going in depth, full spoilers on Dune. Um, I've seen it once. I'm going to rewatch it again. I really enjoyed it on first watch through, but 
I'll definitely watch through that one again. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Boltron City. Um, another podcast I do, No Stupid Answers. Kudrow and Quinn were both on the episode this week. So if you want to hear that, you can find that on all podcast platforms. And that's No Stupid Answers uh, on Twitter, N-O-S-A underscore podcast. Um, we stream this show live Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. The audio version uploads to podcast feeds Friday morning. If you like the show, please give us a follow on Twitch, YouTube, or subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. And we'll be back next week to talk about Dune. And check us out on Discord, too. Oh, yeah. Join our Discord. Quinn, where can they get access to the Discord? Uh, I think if you go into like the Discord communities... Mm-hmm. um section i think okay. and then you just search s rank media club uh we should popped up pop up and you can just join we'll be gaming and we you know do discussions and stuff like that so feel free to drop in and see what's happening great join our discord all right see you guys later see you see you next week mm-hmm.